Napa know-how. There are lots of amazing cars on the road, but perhaps none more amazing than the paid-off car. It may not be pretty, but the price is right. Heck, if you keep that thing running, it'll actually start paying you. Because with Napa Rewards, for every $100 you spend, you'll get $5 off. So keep your car running longer, stronger with Napa Rewards, and watch the savings start rolling in. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Sacramento Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And that's all she wrote. Damian Jones will dribble it to the front court. The Warriors with their third consecutive sweep. It used to be that the West came through the Alamo. It now comes through the Golden Gate Bridge as the Golden State Warriors have beaten the San Antonio Spurs 129-115. And they capture the West. And even though it is a four-game sweep, well, your magic number tonight might be three. It's the third straight sweep for the Golden State Warriors. It's the third straight year. The Warriors are the Western Conference champions, and it's the third straight year that the Golden State Warriors are going to the NBA Finals. That's right. Congratulations are in order for the Golden State Warriors, who for the third consecutive year make it a trip to the NBA Finals, proving to be the best team in the Western Conference. Now we'll see if they are the best team in the NBA as we welcome you into Locked on Kings. I'm Jason Ross. Today on the podcast, we will continue our player evaluation. Today, we focus in on Ben McLemore, our panelists of Sean Cunningham, the G-Man, Gary Gerald, Grant Napier, and Doug Christie will all share their insight on Ben McLemore. I'll also give you my opinion on his season that was in 2016-2017. But before we do that, we're going to kind of go back to Monday night in the NBA playoffs in a Another impressive win by the Golden State Warriors, 129-115. I keep thinking what could have been in this series. I had a chance, as I mentioned before, to work game one of the Western Conference Finals at Oracle, and the Spurs were ready. They were looking good. They had the Warriors on the ropes, up by 25 points. When Kawhi got hurt, the game and series changed, and I just keep thinking back to that, what this series could have been with a healthy Kawhi Leonard. But that's the reality of things. I always say that the best, healthiest team wins. The Warriors were the better team anyway, and they were healthy, and they cruised to victory. And when you get Curry and Durant playing like that, it almost doesn't matter what else goes on. 36 for Curry, 29 for Durant. On the losing side, LaMarcus Aldridge continued to play small, eight points. And I know as great as he was in Game 6 without Kawhi against the Rockets, honestly, I think is more a testament to Houston and their lack of defense and the Warriors' depth and versatility and focus on defense and especially when you know Aldridge is the the main guy to stop he just didn't bring it he needs other playmakers around him Manu was good in what could be his final game 15 points and seven assists and then Kyle Anderson led them with 20 points but the Warriors will get a long time off getting ready for the finals likely against the Cavs but can't write off Boston just yet but I think everybody would like to see Warriors Cavs part three but afterwards uh, Greg Popovich can be surly a little tough and prickly right around the media well he's also classy at times though too and I think Pop had all the right things to say when describing the Golden State Warriors maybe the best defensive team in the league on top of everything so they don't just play with talent they execute at the defensive end of the floor on offense no team is more unselfish you know finding the open man and that sort of thing and 
So they deserve a lot more credit uh, than, well, they're talented, they're supposed to win. That is disrespectful to them in my book. They're way, way more than just their talent. Honestly, I think he's spot on. People say, just a jump shooting team, no depth. They might be right about the depth. They're a little bit thin, but their top four, five, six players, so exceptional, so much skill, and they do defend. And I think they show some toughness, and they're back in the finals. And there's no, uh, they don't need to apologize for that. They've had to co- overcome some obstacles, and they've stayed relatively healthy, at least when it matters at the end of the season. And hopefully they'll stay that way. And if they're playing the Cavs, I hope the Cavs are 100% healthy because I think we could get another classic final. One other note from Pop, as I mentioned earlier, Manu Ginobili in his final game got a great ovation from the home fans on what could be his final game. But Popovich knows how to handle his players, even when he's rough and showing them tough love, but other times when he's appreciative of their efforts. Here's Pop postgame talking about Manu. Did not want to miss the opportunity to honor him in front of our home fans for his selflessness over the years. I mean, this is a Hall of Fame player who allowed me to bring him off the bench for, I can't even remember now, the last decade or something, because it would make us a better team overall. So obviously he's a big reason for our success. If he decides he's going to play again, that's you know up to him. I won't try to convince him one way or the other. I don't think uh, he needs that. So I don't know what's next for Manu Ginobili. I think he had a really good postseason, could still be productive if they get the right setup and maybe comes back for one more curtain call. I could see it in San Antonio. I really can't see him playing anywhere else. I think if he's going to play, it would be one more year with San Antonio. But Spurs are done. They're swept 4-0. And then on Tuesday, of course, we get back to action with the Boston Celtics and the Cleveland Cavaliers. But again, congratulations to the Golden State Warriors for moving on to the NBA Finals. Well, now that we've covered Monday night's playoff action, let's get into it here on Locked on Kings. Our next player evaluation, and that is Ben McLemore. We're going to hear from the G-Man, Doug, Grant, and Sean. Again, our panelists that have been covering the uh, second half of the Kings roster. They're going to be with us today to look at the season that is or was for Ben McLemore. Of course, finished his fourth season with the Sacramento Kings. Still very young, has had lots of opportunities to start, to play a lot of minutes. This year was a little bit of up and down for Ben but we'll get into the breakdown of Ben McLemore after we hear a little bit more about the season that was for Ben McLemore. Here's a corner three on the way from C.J. Watson. No good. Big Papa rebounds. Kicks it out quickly. Nice outlet pass to McLemore for a transition three, and he thrills it. And the Kings take the lead. Ben McLemore with a transition three after a nice lead-out pass from Yorgos Papianis. Pass now to Ty Lawson. Ball deflected. Grabbed by Ben McLemore, and wham! He rips down a two-hand flush. He just grabbed it, and in one motion, went up above the iron. How about a nice contribution from McLemore with nine points all here in the second quarter. Tolliver, he feeds to McLemore. He's going for six for six. He's fouled. It bounces, it bounces, it bounces, it bounces. It falls in. A five-bouncer settles in. It'll be a four-point opportunity for Ben McLemore. A 14-3 run by the Kings. Hayward. He gets to the left side of the paint, has the ball knocked out of his hands. It's grabbed by Conley Stein. He leads it out, streaking ahead as McLemore lifts off. Score the basket! 17 in the corner for Ben McLemore. A seven-point game. It's 48-41. Just over two minutes left here in the first half. Ben McLemore is in, and he's immediately shooting, and he's immediately scoring. He hit his first seven shots tonight, and now with that hit right there, he's 8 of 9 from the floor and has... 19 points. Ben McLemore season high is 22. Oh, great move by Ben McLemore to break down the D, and he hammers home a right-hand jab. How well people up here at Golden One Center. Off the bounce that time, Ben McLemore. He hit the three. That time he took it on the dribble right to the rim. Kufus 
Out of the corner they go. Ben McLemore got a great look at a three, and he hits his fourth one of the night. Well, thank goodness somebody makes a shot. 65-49. Cousins grabs the rebound. Heads up the floor. See if he accelerates now. No, he's going to pull it and dump it over to McLemore. He fires for the wing. He has a career-high sixth three-pointer tonight. That makes it 74-59 that way. Now to McLemore. Oh, he's not. Ben McLemore is on fire. 96-84. Kings by 12. A minute, two to go. And McLemore, five for five from downtown, has 22 points. Well, plenty of highlights, plenty of good highlights, all heard, called by the G-Man, Gary Gerald, longtime radio voice of the Sacramento Kings. So today we're going to begin with the G-Man and get his collective thoughts on the fourth season of Ben McLemore. I scratch my head too many nights uh, about Ben. I love Ben. I love his personality. I, I love that, you know, he, he's a hardworking guy who's got terrific athletic skills but there were too many nights, Jason, in our broadcast. We'd be into the middle of the second quarter, and you'd suddenly realize they barely called Ben McLemore's name once or twice. And then there would be other times when he'd get on one of those quick runs, and he might produce, you know, 12, 14 points in a span of eight to 10 minutes. Hard to figure out. And I, I just, I, he's a mystery to me. And I don't know what the answer is, and I really don't have a clue as to what his future may be in Sacramento. I think, you know, he has the necessary skills that he can make a legitimate contribution. But my goodness, going into your fifth year, it's time now where, you you know, you got to fish or cut bait. You're going to get out there and, and really make something happen and make it happen on a consistent basis. Not those sporadic, wonderful, you know, quick bursts in a second quarter where the hell is had us ooing and aahing at different times. So uh, this is a pivotal year coming up for Ben McLemore if he stays within the organization. And I think we'll all be intrigued as to see, you know, what Vladi Divac, what David Yeager and the coaching staff, what all of them elect to do with Ben. From the G-Man, we move on to the ex-king, Doug Christie, of course, analyst on the TV side. I work with Doug as well on the radio sometimes. And Doug shared his opinion on the breakdown of Ben McLemore's fourth campaign with the Kings. You know, Ben, I think, started off and it was the same old Ben for a while. And then all of a sudden, I thought that through player development and a lot of different things, all of a sudden you started seeing some good development out of Ben. And I guess the question is going to be, is he in the plans or do you give up on a, on a kid like this? Well, the, the issue with that is he's one of those high draft picks, the player development side of things. That's what we see a lot of teams like Utah and San Antonio. They draft their players, they develop them, they get better. Ben could ultimately be a really good bench player for you as well because he's, like I said, he uh, showed some real signs of brilliance, shooting the ball at a high clip, the the really um, freaky athleticism from time to time. And then now you pair that hopefully with some defense. But he improved greatly. Now it's going to be, uh, you know, contract. Is it is it one that is uh, fits in? to what the Kings want to do and what they're trying to do going forward uh, or do you allow him to to walk and I think that would be a free walk which is an absolute tough one but a great kid as you know Jason and I wish nothing but the best for Ben McLemore. Next we go to the television voice of the Sacramento Kings the one the only Grant Napier and Grant really liked Ben after the trade of DeMarcus Cousins. 
much better than I thought he could play. I thought his second half of the season was the best I've ever seen him play. He was the most consistent over the last 25 games. His three-point shooting was very surprising to me. But we go back to what you had asked me, you know, about other players, and that is, Jason, how many two guards can you have on the roster? And, you know, Buddy Heald's not going anywhere. We, I like what I saw from Malachi. You know, Bogdan Bogdanovich will probably be on the team, and there are others. I don't know how the Kings are going to be able to keep Ben McLemore, which, you know, it, it may end up not being a good thing, only in the sense that did we see the real Ben McLemore in the final 30, 35 games of the year, or was that just a guy that's playing for his livelihood and everything went right? I thought that Ben was better without DeMarcus because I think he had to be more aggressive. He was used in a different role, and I was a little surprised by that. Yeah, you know how fans get. I could picture Ben being a guy that maybe just because of circumstance, they they let him go, and they gave him four years and plenty of opportunities, and he might go to another team and play well, and people say, oh, the Kings gave up on a guy. But they gave him every opportunity. Oh, here. yeah. They gave him too many opportunities in quite in, in all fairness. I mean, he, he didn't deserve to start uh, as many games as he did. And that's, listen, you like Ben, I like Ben. He's a great guy. He's a hard worker. But the reality is he wouldn't have started for any other team in the NBA. Look at how many starts he's had in his career. So no one can say the Kings didn't give Ben McLemore a chance. If anything, they gave him too many chances. And our fourth and final member we're going to hear from tonight on our player evaluation of Ben McLemore is Sean Cunningham, ABC 10 reporter and our Kings locker room reporter. And Sean expresses his feelings on Ben's fourth year with the Kings. Uh, it's a little bit disappointing, I'd say. I mean, Ben always wants to be that great teammate. And even after what I was expecting after the trade of DeMarcus uh, was, okay, look, Ben's got the green light. He's got Buddy Heald here, a guy that's, you know, playing the same position as he is really. And, and you've got a green light, Ben, take it, take it. I mean, you've got in the, the remaining 25 or 30 games or whatever it was, and you don't really ever see him do that. It's almost like he defers so much to his, his, teammates he, he likes to set them up he's improved his ball handling his defense but he doesn't take the moment to score and I and I think a lot of people want to see that I still am not done with Ben I feel like whether he's with Sacramento or somewhere else next year um, he might be that guy that'll recognize the green light a little more than he did this year but he's for whatever reason he just isn't as aggressive and I think fans really saw that with Malachi Richardson when Malachi Richardson came in the one thing you saw right away is he recognized when you've got an open shot, take it. When you've got that green light, take it. Your teammates are in, imploring you to shoot, and Ben didn't do that. I mean, that's the real difference. Malachi really kind of recognized that early, and Ben didn't. And this is before the trade of Demarcus Cousins. So, um, I, I, I it was I think it was a little bit of a disappointing uh, season for him. But nobody works harder. That that kid is in the gym all the time. Um, the, the, the coaches, the staff, they are always, um, encouraged by what Ben brings to the table, but I, I would have liked to see him be a little bit more aggressive, a little bit more selfish. And yeah, like you said, Jason, finishing up that fourth season, going into his fifth year, boy, I don't, I don't know what that means now for him going forward, whether he'll be in Sacramento or not, maybe a fresh start will be, be good for him. But, um, I, I, look, I, I think if he looks back at his season, he might be a little disappointed. I think he, in talking to him just a couple of weeks ago, he says he still feels like he has a lot to prove and he, he loves Sacramento. He wants to remain in Sacramento, but he's going to do what's best for him. So uh, I asked him, I said, what is best for you? Is it money? Is he said, no, it's, it's a fit. It's a feel. And I said, are you capable of being more of that, that selfish kind of guy? I mean, can you, are you capable of doing that? He says, no, it's all what coach wants from me. So 
coachable, maybe almost to a fault when the critics look at him. But um, to me, I'd say it was a little bit disappointing. And I think fans were a little disappointing because I really thought um, fans wanted to see a little bit more from him. So varying opinions again on the play of Ben McLemore. Here's my analysis of Ben. Uh, One thing I've said about Ben really for his previous three years, and I think we can throw this in after year four, I would always, you know, when I look at a player, you you can look at things, uh, some deficiencies. We're we're always going to do that, especially if we're going to do the draft coverage here pretty soon. We'll look at can't shoot, too slow, too short. You know, you're going to get a long list of different things. Doesn't rebound well. That's fine. But then you find their strengths. So what I always used to say is, all right, that's fine, because a lot of times we pick on what you can't do as opposed to what you can do. What is Ben good at? That was what I always threw out there. And what everybody universally would say is he's an incredible athlete. And I agree with that. But I don't know that Ben utilizes that enough to become a strong skill set for him. I think if Ben, who is a great athlete, had better handles, though he's improved there, and could take guys off the dribble more, and be a creator and finisher around the rim, besides a guy that just gets a fast break and a lob and a dunk, I mean, that's still a good uh, resource, but where you can go by guys and help open up your jump shot. I will say this about Ben, though. I think he's worked at everything. He really has. He is a hard worker, a good person, a good teammate. So I'm rooting for Ben McLemore, but I just don't know what the finished product of Ben McLemore would look like. And the harsh reality is, as a restricted free agent, if the Kings opt to let him go, which might be the case with their glut of two guards that they have, he might go to another system, it might click, he might become a guy that ultimately blossoms. And if that's the case, I think I asked Grant about that. You know, you can't look at it as a negative upon the Kings organization. Sometimes guys need even more time or need a change of venue. It's not because the Kings didn't give him an ample opportunity. Ben had plenty of opportunities. And even inside this season, it was a little bit weird, a slower start for him in which he didn't get a lot of minutes early on from Coach Yeager, then was a guy that we weren't seeing playing for stretches. And then post-trade, like a lot of Kings, he actually played pretty well. So, uh, you know, I know Sean was kind of questioning his aggressiveness. I thought Ben was a little bit more aggressive this season and certainly more confident. Sometimes he'd come in off the bench and shoot right away. And I said, all right, that's exactly what you need to do. So I think he became a more confident shooter, but rebounding totals are a little low, assist totals are low. And the other thing I I always have said about Ben that I thought where he could really contribute to this team is inside that skill set of of high-level athletic ability, use that to become a great defender. And I don't think Ben is. I think he's okay. I don't think he's a liability, but where you kind of mix in basketball IQ with his athletic ability and defensive awareness. Uh, ben still fouls three-point shooters way too many times. Kings are guilty of that, and it seems like Ben fouls a, a three-point shooter a ton. And so I think he could be an elite defender. I just don't think he's there yet. And again, I just think it was a situation for him here where basically when he got here, he was battling with Marcus Thornton, kind of got the job ahead of him. Jimmer was never able to take it ahead of him. He was just always kind of in a spot where there just wasn't another great two guard. And now there's a few more options, whether it's veterans like a Flalo or Temple. If they bring in Bogdanovich, they like Buddy Heald. And, um, you know, it just seems like there's there's too many choices. And even Malachi, that I, I just don't see a long future for Ben. I think he would be affordable as a restricted free agent. And I think you can work with him. And I think if he's a guy that you don't play, he would probably not cause any problem on the bench. But I just I feel like that creates excess problem and not knowing if he's really going to ever blossom. So 
I would be surprised if Ben's on the team next year. I wouldn't be upset if he is, but I would be surprised. I just think there's too many other options, and he still fits into what they're looking at, though, like a young guy, good locker room guy, and a guy that could grow. It's just what else will he grow? Where will the growth be? If he starts to become that better defender and creator and playmaker, then I think he got something, but he's had four years to work on it, and I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if he ultimately gets there, but I wish nothing but the best for Ben McLemore. All right, that was our player evaluation today of Ben McLemore. We're back again tomorrow for another edition of Locked on Kings, more player evaluations, and eventually we're going to get to NBA draft coverage. We're going to have about a month straight of that. So want to finish up our player evaluations and then get deep into the NBA draft, which is uh, about a month away. So we'll do all that and much more coming up in the few weeks here on Locked on Kings. Thank you so much. Subscribe daily. It's free. You can play it when you want on iTunes. Uh, leave us comments, ratings, reviews there if you would also stitcher audio boom google play all the different places you can find us on locked on kings so thank you so much back again tomorrow for another edition of locked on kings you are locked on kings your daily sacramento kings podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day